This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors. Hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. This episode is sponsored by a novel for 8- to 11-year-olds called The Dovestone by P.S. Daunton and is written in a dyslexia-friendly format. The Romans have abandoned Britain, but there are still dangers for the Brigantes people. The Saxons are pushing their way north, so everyone in Doran and Rhiannon's settlement needs to know how to fight. Doran has other worries. He and his little brother live in fear of Torsa and his cruel threats. Rhiannon wants to help, but her prayers to the ancient river god aren't working. Could a mysterious man she meets change everything? Who is his father god? And how can the Dovestone help? Join Doran, Rhiannon and her faithful dog Wolf in this action-packed adventure about friendship, facing fears and finding faith set in the wilds of Northern England. The Dovestone by P.S. Daunton is now available from DernierPublishing.com, your favourite bookshop or worldwide on Amazon. Well, hello and welcome to Christian Book Blurb, the podcast that aims to encourage you and help you to grow in your discipleship as we explore relevant, inspiring and often hard-hitting themes and messages as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books, their lives and their faith on this twice-monthly podcast. Welcome to you. I am your host, Matt McClary. Thanks for joining me. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking about the eternal power of remembering answered prayer with the author Richard Gamble. So, Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. It's excellent to be able to chat with you today. And thank you for giving your time to speak with us. You have written a book called Remember, Revealing the Eternal Power of Answered Prayer. Now, I must say, it's a great book. I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Thank you. And it's challenged me as well um, as I read it. It contains so much that we can't possibly fit it into this sort of half-hour podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this, you'll have to buy a copy of Richard's book, Remember. Okay? There you um, go. But, Done. We, we can end it there. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to unpack it a bit. I do want to dig into it a little bit um, just to get a flavor of the message that, that you, you, you're bringing to us. So my first question, why? Why should we remember? Why is it so important? Well, the, yeah, I mean, the easy answer to that is it's a massive theme that runs through the whole of, the, of God's word. And, and I think that's sort of the, the motivation for me to write the book because as I started to see that and then reading through each book in the Bible, I'm like, this is everywhere. This is... You know, in Deuteronomy, it talks about the importance of remembering what God's done. There's evidence of it in, in Genesis. You see it in Joshua. It's f- all over the place in the Psalms. It goes, you know, Jesus, when he broke bread, what did he say? Do this in remembrance of me. And then you get through to Revelation and there it is. And there it is again. And, you know, I've never, I've never heard it particularly talked about. And um, I just wanted to catch that um, thematic strand that is so prominent in the word of god and really try and unpack well why is god asking us to remember and and what are the scriptural 
uh, instructions around it. Mm, mm. And I must say, as as I read the book, you, you know, things kept popping into my mind. As you say, all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, that's why there's this festival of tabernacles, or that's why there's the Passover, yeah. or that's why this and that's why that. It's all remembering, remembering. Yeah. And I think in your book you mentioned as well, you said something about um, how you wanted to get your money back when you bought the Bible, because th- there's a lot of repeats. It kind of repeats itself again and oh, again. Oh, yeah, because I get frustrated. It's like, I know. I know they I know they pass through the... Rest. You've already said this. Yeah. You've already said it. You've told me 15 times. But obviously, the point is the inspired word of God, isn't it? And and the, um, the, the point, really, of why does God ask us to remember and why does he mm. encourage us to do so is... is you know that that it is is probably the best scripture that captures it for my to my mind is in revelation where it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony in other words um the the stories of what god has done is a way to overcome and uh you know that the enemy is pretty much stuffed on the blood of the lamb that's a done deal but he is going to try and shut us up on the testimony and try and get us to forget those things. And so when we're in the storms of life, which we all experience, remembering what God does in our lives, what he's done in others' lives, is a powerful, powerful tool to help us to overcome those situations. It, re- mm. it recalibrates our mind. I was in a I was in a meeting recently, um, and I, I know we'll talk about the the project Eternal Wall in a bit. But I was in a construction meeting with one of my main investors, and it was an awful meeting. It was really bad. And then I had to meet the investor at the end of the day to ask him for money, and I was like, "This is the worst preparation ever." And um, and he basically sort of said, "Oh, you know, what did you think about the meeting this morning?" And I said, well, I've, I've never let facts get in the way of truth. And, and I think that's where remembering is so helpful because we are, in our society, bombarded with facts. Uh, the Daily Express will tell you that it's going to be a, you know, a, a heat wave or, a, or a, <laughs> an ice blast any moment. And you can, if you start to create your life around all that information that's sent to us, then you, you'll really become subject to the the storm, the storm, and 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 the changing winds. But the truth of God is unchangeable, and the truth of who He is. And so, when I'm in the midst of a storm, I discipline myself to remember who God is, what He's done, and that mm. calibrates myself to make mm. sure that I understand my position in this world right now. Why, why do you think the church is so bad at remembering? I know, I know we have communion that, you know, we remember Jesus' death on the cross. And we have Easter and Christmas. So we remember his resurrection. We remember mm-hmm. his birth. But then, you know, just, just this whole concept of remembering, just beyond those few things where we have got a rhythm established for those. So we do it. But where we don't have a rhythm established for remembering, like answered prayer or like miracles or like, you know, God broke through in that occasion so he can do it again now. 
why what what do you think's hindering us um i think i think it's a little bit of the age of the time i think there are there are multiple factors um you know i i think there's a little slightly tongue-on-cheek in cheek sort of chapter called church on mute and 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 one of the reasons that i believe that we've um shut up in terms of testimonies is is because of political correctness you know i don't want to tell you about my father who's been healed of cancer because it might upset people who've lost people with cancer and that's completely against scripture you know there are literally hundreds of um scriptures that talk about proclaiming the deeds of the lord and of course we need to have sensitivity but the word's clear you know honor those that are honored mourn with those who mourn but silence is is a powerful weapon against the christian mm. and that's really one of the the cultural things that i'm trying to change with the book to mm. give people boldness to just share their stories i um I think it's a great evangelistic tool as well. You know, I'm, I'm part of my history as I, I used to be chaplain at Leicester City Football Club. And um, while I, I was there when we were rubbish, not when we were decent, <laughs> back to being rubbish at, at this time of the podcast. But um, uh, the Leicester City manager at the time was Sven Goran Eriksson, you know, quite a famous mm, manager. Mm, yeah. Lots of people would say what he's like. And I've met him and you know he's quite a humble guy and people go oh right now why does my you me telling you that sven is humble impact you more because i've met him so so in the same way if i can tell people about jesus because i've met him and tell them about the stories it has it has a, a significant impact and i believe as a church we've got to we've got to do that more mm, yeah in in your book you say that each answered prayer is a testimony of what God has done. There is no other like it. If we choose to ignore it, we choose to ignore him. Can you elaborate on what you mean by that a bit? Yeah, I think, I think, um, and, and, and I mentioned this in the, in the book, that I think we can be a, a little bit throwaway with the times that God answers our prayers. And what I'm trying to emphasize is the unique uh, value of each moment where God impacts our life. That's a unique moment. And it's a unique moment with purpose. Um, I, uh, I uh, you know, there's, there's a, when, when we give our kids uh, a Christmas stocking, uh, they have a Terry's chocolate orange in their, in their, uh, other chocolate oranges that aren't even available, are they? But, you know, <laughs> they, they give them a Terry's chocolate orange. And then, of course, you know, at the end of the day, when the, the wider family come and they say, what presents did you get? They never mention the Terry's chocolate orange. That's long forgotten. And I, mm. and I think we're a bit like that when God answers a prayer. And, and what shocked me on my journey of, you know, this journey of trying to collect stories of answered prayer across the globe was the amount of prayer networks who couldn't tell me any times that God had answered their prayer. They didn't mm. collect them. They didn't value them. And, mm. and I see... That's amazing. Yeah, and I see that um, 
uh, when God answers a prayer, I believe that's a spiritual gift. It, it talks yeah. to Corinthians about, Paul says, you know, that the... Um, the gracious favour granted for the answered prayers of many, gracious favour granted, the word's charismata. Well, if you start to take the concept of it's a gift from God, well, that requires some stewardship, some care. And in, and in, the, um, uh, in, in the journey of building eternal wall, you know, people say, I have never known a project that has the clear favor of God and so many amazing stories of answered prayer to get us where we are. And I believe one of the reasons of that is we, we steward them well. And, and stewarding a story of answered prayer well is, number one, capturing it when it happens, writing down the detail, because it's amazing the times that something happens in your life and you either forget about it or you get little whispers going, did that really happen? you know, and, and, and undermining what God has done in your life. But we also, the other part of stewarding it is telling people about it, telling mm. people what God has done. And uh, I believe if you steward those well, then God can trust you with more gifts. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. Um, Richard, for those who are listening, Richard's just mentioned I'm getting a Terry's chocolate orange in your stocking. Now, if you're listening to that and you are not in the UK, you might not know what a Terry's chocolate orange is. Or indeed, what else do you get in your Christmas stockings? Or do you get Christmas stockings at all? Um, so why don't you join the conversation we're going to be having about Terry's chocolate oranges and Christmas stockings brought up by Richard just now over on our Facebook group. Just search for fans of Christian Book Blurb and join in the conversation. Richard, you mentioned the importance of focusing on the why of an answered prayer yeah. instead of the what or the wow moment. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by this? Well, let me, let me, I'll give you a story that has, has literally come in in, in in the last week or so. So this, so a lady was driving in her car with her nine-year-old daughter in, in the, in the back seat and there's a truck on her right-hand side and as she approaches the truck, another truck comes from behind that truck and she is faced with a truck that's about to smash into her in sec in in less than a second there's a ditch to the left there's nowhere she can go she just prays oh god that's all she gets time to say and she says everything goes into slow motion and and there's a the truck on the right hand side she sees goes past her and then she says it sort of goes fuzzy and then she looks in her rearview mirror and the truck that was about to hit her is now behind her. And her daughter's like, Mum, what, what happened? And she's like, I don't, I don't know, baby, but God's looked after us. Now, that's a wow moment, isn't it? Who, I can't really get my head around what happened there. But she tells the story that years later, her and her daughter remember that moment. And you can get taken up by the wow of that. But, but what's more important to the individual is why did God do that? There's a nine-year-old girl in the back of the car who God has saved her life. And so why, why has God saved that, that nine-year-old girl's life? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I hope and trust that that's a guiding principle for her. You know, lots of people will say, well, why didn't God answer this prayer? Or why didn't God answer that prayer? And, and that's a sort of separate theological debate, which I've tried to avoid in some, in some respects. <laughs> but because there's, there's loads on it, yeah. and I, I personally believe too much on it. Um, but I would say, why, is, why has God answered that prayer? Why, why did I have a, uh, an incurable disease in my spine for 25 years? Are you talking about yourself now? Yes. And, yeah. and, and God healed me after 25 years. Why did he do that? And, and, um, and actually, you know, why didn't he do it right at the beginning? Mm. Now, what I do is I, 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 when, I, when I reflect on those stories, those are the sort of conversations I have with God. And I talk to him go, why, why is that then? Explain that to me. And, and if I take that as an example, you know, that, um, that journey for me of having that serious disease in my spine and being prayed for thousands of times, I'm sure, in that period um, and not seeing the fruit of that until 25 years later, without a shadow of a doubt, has brought a resilience in me, a patience in me, um, an ability to trust and have faith that God will come through that certainly has been important on my journey on a what is now a 20-year journey to build a national landmark about Jesus. Mm. So my, my encouragement to you and to the listeners and to the readers of the book is, you know, take some time, reflect on when God has done something. And, and I also find that when you remember what you remember in the instant also changes over time you know that that you know i look back on the time when god provided uh for me when i was uh, just just in my first year of work and i at the time i was like wow this is amazing god's provided i look on it back and I'm like, oh man he was so gracious i was spending my money so badly you know so so I, I believe that each story of answered prayer reveals a facet of God, a facet mm. of who he is. And that's why we have to treasure it. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. Thank you, Richard. We will be coming back to speak with Richard Gamble a bit more about his book, Remember, and also about the national landmark that he's been mentioning every now and then. We're going to be going into a bit more detail about that right after these. This episode is sponsored by a novel for 8-11 to 11 year olds called The Dove Stone by P.S. Daunton and is written in a dyslexia-friendly format. The Romans have abandoned Britain, but there are still dangers for the Brigantes people. The Saxons are pushing their way north, so everyone in Doran and Rhiannon's settlement needs to know how to fight. Doran has other worries. He and his little brother live in fear of Torsa and his cruel threats. Rhiannon wants to help, but her prayers to the ancient river god aren't working. Could a mysterious man she meets change everything? Who is his father god, and how can the Dovestone help? Join Doran, Rhiannon and her faithful dog Wolf in this action-packed adventure about friendship, 
facing fears and finding faith set in the wilds of Northern England. The Dovestone by P.S. Daunton is now available from dernierpublishing.com, your favourite bookshop or worldwide on Amazon. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattmcclary to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Welcome back to the Christian Book Blurb Podcast. I'm speaking to author Richard Gamble, who's written a book called Remember, Revealing the Eternal Power of Answered Prayer. Now, Richard, um, in the section about how to remember, one of the illustrations you give, we were already talking about writing prayers down um, to, to help us remember them, but one of the illustrations you give is that of stones, where the Israelites made piles of stones to give them um, physical reminders of significant moments when God intervened in their lives. Um, and what can you tell us about this and how we can do, or what you are doing, um, a similar thing in the modern world today? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we're visual beings. And, you know, sometimes when we are in those times of extreme pressure, it's very hard to go through that discipline of remembering what God has done in your life and who he is. And so if we can give ourselves visual stimuli, that can be a great help. I've got a friend who God provided for his house in an incredible way, and he has a stone in his driveway that he looks at that stone every time um, every time he he drive, drives in and I think that's amazing you know every time he drives in he th- thank you God for giving me this house mm-hmm. it gives him a, a, a gratefulness and a thankfulness uh, I know other people who have a jar and put you know put something in a jar every time God answers a prayer and they watch it build up all those sort of things we have we have photographs in our in our house just of what look inanimate objects but to us as a mm. family we know hey yeah remember when god did that yeah, yeah and it and it stimulates now um obviously that's very clear in in the word of god we see that in one samuel where they plant an ebenezer stone to remember what yeah. what god done and their support they take the 12 stones from the river jordan and plant them in gilgal to to pass on to the generations and um for me personally uh you know we we have this plan to build uh a, a landmark made up of a million bricks you know it's the size of a football pitch it's the high, two and a half times the height of the uh, angel of the north it's a it's a massive infinity loop and each brick will represent yeah. a story of answered prayer and we're going to build that in the center of the nation, just outside Birmingham. It will be completed in 2026. And that will be a massive, massive spiritual impact to this country because mm. we'll be saying, hey, look at all these stories. Look at what God has mm. done. And people will be able to come and point their phone at any one of the bricks on the structure and their phone will light up and tell them of the story of hope that lies within. 
And I hope that that will massively impact our nation and the nations beyond to declare to them that, you know, Jesus is alive. He's still doing stuff. Mm, yeah. Really you know, good. BBC News may not cover it, but that doesn't mean... <laughs> so so that is sort of our... Uh, and there's a. it's not just me, obviously. There's a, there's a, a team of volunteers. I think we've got about 355 volunteers so far uh, that are helping us pull this all together. Mm. And uh, mm. it's, it's an exciting journey. Uh, and I must say, it's really exciting. And and I know I've been following um, your progress over, over the years now. And some of the stories of answered prayer that have helped you get to this point are so inspiring. And I just want to say for our listeners, um, we've talked of sort of a pile of stones um, helping us remember. I just wanted to say that um, you guys really need to check out um, the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayers website because this isn't just going to be a pile of stones on a hill somewhere. This, this It's really visually appealing and visually impactful, this infinity loop design that's going to sort of tower over your head as you walk under it and in it and around it. Um, so do go and check that out. We'll be posting a link to the Eternal Walls website in the show notes of this episode. So you can go and have a look and find out more and get involved in this amazing project um, that's happening to to reveal God's glory to the nation um, right now. So yeah, do go and have a look at that. Richard, one last thing, coming back to your book, um, before we start speaking about, about you a little bit, um, I must say I really enjoyed the footnotes. <laughs> the footnotes in your book are fantastic. They really made me laugh. And I'm, I, I'll say to my listeners, if you, if you don't get this book for any other reason, the footnotes <laughs> are worth it. It's really good. I found myself flipping the page and going, oh, there's another footnote. This is, you know, this is great. Um, what made you include them? Why, why did you do it that way? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I've never been asked that before, but um, it's the first book I've ever written. And, and the advice from the editor was, you know, you just got to be yourself. Now, I've just got a really flitty mind and and, <laughs> and a great sense of humour. <laughs> and, and you know, there are times when I just want to say something funny, and yes. but it doesn't really go with the flow of the book. And I think um, I think part of the inspiration has come from Terry Pratchett because he often does that. And uh, so I just sort of managed to persuade my editor to let me is <laughs> in and... Uh, you know, some of them are a little bit cheeky, but um, I, I suppose I, I suppose part of it as well was I just wanted to. I I mean, I obviously am passionate about sharing about remembrance, but I wanted people to have a giggle as well. You know, mm -hmm. life's too short. Yeah. Um, you know, just humour is a great way to to communicate, really. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I'm glad you got it. I I. I uh, I, I often wonder, I wonder whether some people are getting more irritated as the book goes. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it just added this this extra insight into you personally, but also, you know, yeah, what you're saying is really good. But then to have that sort of little injection of sort of a, a sort of an elbow nudge sort of humor kind of haha, isn't this? That was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so coming to uh, what, what we like to look 
at the author as well. We want to find out a little bit more about, about our authors who we interview. Um, we love hearing about their books and the message that they carry. But we also love to find out about you as a person. So who who are you? Who is Richard Gamble? Um, do you enjoy stuff? Have you got time for hobbies? Uh, you know, do you like eating certain types of food? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at, at the moment, uh, you know, certainly less less time than ever really to to do that um, because of because of what we're we're undertaking. Um, I I think I'm just a bloke, Matt, I, and and I'm not. You know. You'll have loads of people on your show who are great authors. You know, I, d- I don't think I'm a great author. I just think I'm I'm some bloke that one day, uh, twenty years ago, God told me to do something, and that's what I'm doing. I know you're a Leicester City football fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you're at a football match, what is your go-to snack while you watch? <laughs> they've got a they've got a Leicester City. They've got a red Leicester um, flavored sausage roll, which is absolutely <laughs> you know brilliant. That's uh, great. Uh, my son, my son bought me. Uh, well, bought, didn't bought me he, for Christmas. He made me a fifteen pound voucher to use at Leicester City that he would fund. <laughs> And like this is great, you know. So first, the first game in the new year, bought you know, bought me my uh, uh, my sausage roll. I was like, great, you know. Then the then the following week, I was like, oh son, you know, can you get me another sausage roll? He went, no, no, no. That was it was one fifteen pound voucher. It's non it's non redeemable. You can't use it multiple times. Yeah. If you didn't use the whole fifteen pounds, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> 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 oh god, he's like his father, you know, it's absolutely right. So uh yeah, yeah. I watch a bit of football, I play board games, that's probably the thing where I I, I release, you know, yeah my competitive yeah. spirit. But yeah um but people find it very difficult to you know, I'm not a preacher, I'm mm. I'm not a great businessman, you know, and all of that. And I'm that's not a false humility or anything like that nonsense but i'm just trying to be obedient to what god's called me to mm. and if if you go on holiday what what's your ideal dream holiday is it is it like a, a beach where you can just kind of lounge around and do nothing somewhere is it like a trek up a mountain is it like you know bike riding through the the alps what, what what's your ideal holiday i'll tell you i'll tell you a story my son when he went to university uh, was talking to some friends and and they said yeah you know we met these people on holiday and and he was like what you met people on holiday <laughs> that tells you he couldn't get his head around what people have holidays when they meet people because when we have a holiday i want to sit by a pool and talk to nobody and if i can time it while i can listen to the cricket that's that's <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant um richard just before we go um I know you're very busy with the, the Eternal War, um, but you have written a book, and I imagine that there's more to say th- than just the topic of remembering how important that is, which, which it is. Yeah. But I'm sure you've got other stories and other things to say. Are you in the process of writing something else, or you know what what's on the boil at the yeah, moment? Yeah. So so um, 
very clear plan on that. Um, the next step is this this story of how God has taken a bloke who doesn't know what he's doing, who can't put up a shelf, and who's set fire to his own bathroom to, to actually build one of the most complex engineering structures in the UK. Um, and this incredible team that's joined, the, the story has to mm. be written. Yeah. And, and the way that God has, through a word of knowledge, connected us to somebody who's given us a piece of land worth 1.7 million is just off the scale crazy. And we, maybe we can put a link of that, that video just so yeah. people can watch it because it's just a gobsmacker. And we've got loads of those stories. And, and I want to write a book uh, that tells the story um, in a way that is um, accessible regardless of your belief system, but but also that inspires people that says, do you know what, if God can do that with that bloke, he can definitely do my dream. So so that obviously is in the writing um, and and won't be finished until the monument's finished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, two potential, uh, might call it monumental, or <laughs> I call it make hope hope made visible. Yeah, you know, yeah. one of those two. I think once I've done that, there's a there's a number of things that I feel like I'd, I'd like to write about, mm. and um, but we'll we'll see how that all maps. Yeah, that all sounds very exciting. It really does. Uh, where can people find you? Um, on social media, have, on websites, you know, if they want to f make contact or find out more about the wall, or where they, can they buy your book? Uh, yeah, so so uh, if you go to eternalwall.org.uk, that's probably the best way to connect with me, to be honest. And uh, you know, we have a load of people who come to us and share their stories. That's probably Matt the thing that we need desperately the most. Mm. Uh, we have currently 35,000 stories, which is amazing. We believe that's the biggest database in the world. We need to get that to 200,000 by the time we open. So we've got a lot of work to do. And, yeah. uh, I would really ask your listeners if they would uh, just give us some moments of their time. There's no cost. Just share your story. And that story then can be remembered long after we've left this planet. And my hope and prayer is that people reading your story will discover the God who answers. Mm, that's really, really great. Thank you, Richard. So head over to the Eternal Walls website. Um, if you have a story of answered prayer um, to share, that would be fantastic. You can find out how to do that on there. We'll also have a link to this video that Richard was talking about and that you, you can check out and that will be in the show notes as well. But I... That just leaves you to say thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for telling us why it's so important to remember. Thank you for being with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks also to this episode's sponsor, the novel The Dovestone by P.S. Daunton. Do go and check it out on the Dernier Publishing website, which is dernierpublishing.com. 
And thank you, the listener, as well, for listening to this edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. I have a copy of Richard Gamble's book, Remember, that I'm going to be giving away in a newsletter of mine that will be coming out in the next month or so. So do head over to my website, mattmcclary.com, sign up to my newsletter, and then instructions on how you can enter the giveaway to win a copy of Richard Gamble's book, Remember, will be coming out to you. So do get involved with that. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget, Christian Book Blurb comes out every two weeks or so, and we'll be back really soon with another amazing Christian author to hear all about their books, their life, and their faith. Thank you, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share, and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.